Hello and welcome to another episode of Vancouver Know Your Neighbor. I am your host Pranav Tambunikar. My guest for today is Mandy Pattinson. She lives in the East Vancouver neighborhood. She has been working with community childcare since 2007. She talked about her emotional journey of caring for the kids and she has extensively worked with the children with autism. So she gives us some insights into their personality and how to care for them. So just lay back and listen in. Thank you Mandy for joining me today on my podcast. It's it's nice to have you here today. Nice to meet you Pranav and I'm happy to be here. You've been working with uh, children with autism for 5 years now and uh, what drove you to work with them in the first place? So I have been doing childcare since 2007 and uh it started with nannying and then I also worked in after school care. and then left the after school care and continued nannying and then i ended up um working for a family that was a woman that i had gone to school with and her son was very small and i nannied him for about 3 years and uh during that time he was diagnosed with autism um so that is somewhat where it started later on i've ended up feeling like I've wanted a challenge and that has kind of gotten me more into working with kids with autism in the more recent years is the like desire for just to be more challenged and like grow as I've gotten nice. older. Nice. Could you take us through the journey of how the relationship grew over time with with that kid like from the time you started caring for him and how is it now? It was pretty fun when he was really little. You know, with him being so little, it's it's easier to like snuggle and be <laughs> physical and sweet in fun ways uh, mm-hmm. that are beautiful. And I feel like that, you know, con- uh, contributed to our bond with one another. And then um, as he grew older, we got to play in new ways. Uh, and also, we had we had we. It was an interesting job because sometimes I'd be working with him five days a week, and sometimes it would just be sporadic. Mhm and then he went to preschool and then it wasn't until he was in preschool that the preschool teachers noticed that he was a little right. different than the kids and they had him diagnosed through their process later on once we were doing the behavior intervention it was a it did change the relationship a bit because it was much more structured and i think that was difficult on both of us uh in an adjustment because there was a new framework for our relationship but we still had the history of our relationship which i think was very beneficial and i wouldn't have taken the job had it not been for the history of our relationship mm-hmm. so now i don't get to see him very often and with um covid-19 it's you know even less yeah. opportunities um i saw him for his birthday in november and he was very shy um like his struggle to say hello um kind of ignored me and then <laughs> eventually came around we were with his mom at a picnic uh outside as things mm-hmm. are these days and then he came around and then he like when she told me afterwards he was like oh i wish i wish i could still have mandy as my babysitter which is really sweet just a little information of what is behavioral in- intervention so behavior intervention is um like specifically for people on the spectrum and it's a very structured process um of strategically helping kids with autism um improve their like social skills and motor skills and like just many many mm-hmm. 
What were the challenges you faced in the beginning? Once you've been diagnosed and yeah, what kind of challenges that you faced? Uh, it was interesting switching from just free form play nanny person to a very structured, like we're going to play together, but we are going to play together. We're going to do this for five minutes and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. And uh, it was also interesting. Um, so his experience at first was that he was very excited uh, uh, mm-hmm. about you know, he didn't know of it as behavior intervention. He just thought of it as, uh, you know, people coming to the house to play with him and they were bringing new toys, which at mm-hmm. first he was very excited about and was really on board and very engaged and um, definitely stoked. And then as it got like more and more structured and with more mm-hmm. was expected of him and he got pushed out of that comfort zone, he became more and more resistant. And uh, it was an interesting challenge for me being in that role of um, from, from fun play person that he could just be like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this to, to me being like, this is what we're going to do. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, was an interesting challenge and like role reversal. Uh, mm-hmm. And it did become something that became hard for me because I felt a little sad about eventually, um, mm-hmm. you know, watching him feel so resistant to it uh at a certain point he became very resistant to it um and like i could see that he wasn't feeling joy anymore in the process but then what happened is um we got together had one of those meetings and then the goals were changed for him uh to better suit him which i really appreciated and respected so that was Mm -hmm. good how did you prepare yourself like each day once you've been working with with the kid even before he was diagnosed. So then once he was diagnosed and like, how did, how did you start preparing yourself each day? Like you like in a positive way, like to be more sensitive or, or caring towards him. Um, I think, and I'll, I'll answer that in context of the behavior intervention, mm-hmm. because it was hard for me because I, like I didn't have lots of training about it. I did want it to be successful also because he, he did have a period where he resisted it so much. Um, So it was really within my intention for it to be enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to personally be in a good space so that I could arrive and like not be tired, uh, you know, be as present and as fun as I can be. And um, Mm -hmm. the the duration is about two hours that I would go there for, which is like enough time to do a good job. But sometimes like I do, I have other jobs too. So it is like tiring mm-hmm. um, so like what I would do what I could for myself to arrive in a like a good steady place uh, because otherwise it can be very frustrating mm-hmm. you know um, I also because a because we were used to just playing together and it being like kind of according to him what we would do but I was arriving and it was very much according to me which was mm-hmm. a huge adjustment for him especially you know having autism and like being attached the way things usually are. Yeah. Um, and then coming up with new things to do was really important. Uh, I'd say it's the other thing I did. So I'd have to bring toys. So it'd be exciting so that he would want to do the thing that I was trying to get him to do in order for him to learn and grow in very yeah. particular ways. 
Yeah. And you said like in general, uh, not only with kids or in general also, we tend to lose it sometimes like, you know, angry, frustration, or even like a breakdown. So what would or what is your go-to place, not like in a physical sense, but also mentally in order to handle those or, you know, deal with them? I have two answers for that. Uh, One is I'm very fortunate to be a potter, do pottery and ceramics. And um, I have worked with very challenging kids over the past three years, and the, I've been doing the pottery for about that amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it's very wonderful to have a hobby to go to. Uh, and pottery in particular, like it's like the world disappears. So it's very nice to have a place for myself um, mm-hmm. that's calming. And then the other thing is that uh, I've worked with um, not only kids with autism, but um, kids in particular with behavior problems. And I find the best thing is just like loving them and empathizing with where they're at. Like when I'm frustrated, I just try to be like, you know what, like, like, let's just work together, buddy, or whatever, you know, just um, appreciating them and staying warm and that kind of thing, I think is helpful. Because uh, it can be very difficult and very frustrating, especially sometimes when like some of it doesn't make sense, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to your brain of like, why is this the thing that you're so incredibly upset over? This is very frustrating and strange, like, like something like that, right? And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's always great to have something to go to, you know, in order to just feel relaxed and just mm-hmm. take your mind off of it so that you go back to that refreshed and like energized and yeah, I'm ready to yeah. go for yeah. it now. It makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. What is or what are if there if there are multiple favorite activities that you would do with him? Oh, favorite activities. Do you know what? He was obsessed with the train and it was sort of enjoyable. It was really quiet because uh-huh. uh, we would be doing it on weekdays and it's relaxing. And he'd just sit on my lap like when he was little, <laughs> really pleasant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, until eventually he uh, got obsessed with the buses instead, and that was less fun. <laughs> and then he was really cute. He would announce, uh, you know, how on the bus it'll say, Next stop. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, in his cute little, like, four-year-old voice, he'd be like, oh. Next <laughs> And to every single stop on the bus ride. It was very funny. Uh so when you go back and look at things, how do you feel about the experience working with the kids in general? And is there anything that you think you would have done differently? Um, the first thing that came to mind was actually like my attachment to the kids. Occasionally, uh, I got very attached to, to the two kids who I wanted to like watch them grow up and mm-hmm. their prom and everything, like be that person that watched them grow up. Um And then when that job ended, it was very sad for me. Uh, And then I entered another position with another family. And I had just experienced that like sadness, like heartbreak, really. And then I entered their family thinking it would be short term, but it ended up being very long term. And it would have actually been another excellent opportunity to have a beautiful attachment and long relationship. Mm -hmm. But I had a bit of a guard and I guess I regretted that moment but you know there's no way of knowing which yeah. family I'm stepping into is going to be 
long-term. I think working with kids in general, and this definitely comes up maybe more frequently with kids with autism, it's a journey like every day, like one day can be great and then the next day can be really tough. And then there's frequently scenarios where, you know, a child will be behaving in a way that is not great. And then you have to be like, okay, what am I going to do? What's my response right now in this minute? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is tricky because different things work for different kids. And it's also, there's the journey of finding out what works for that particular child I'm working with, Mm -hmm. where something that might've worked with somebody else isn't going to work. So there's like, there's the emotional journey of either being proud of how it went or not, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on what happens in certain scenarios. Um, But generally I feel I feel proud of myself working with these kids and creating these bonds. And also it's, um, it's tricky um, because like, you know, the bond is beautiful when it's happening and then life, you know, I'm just the nanny, just the babysitter, like things change. I move on. The parents don't need me anymore. And I do feel quite sad uh, for like, you know, the handful or more of people who it'd be, really nice to like watch them grow up but I don't always get that chance mm-hmm. and then life is busy so I don't always pursue that chance as well yeah. that would be I think the thing I regret I think that's true like it is actually kind of a sad uh, thing to feel like don't like you, you've taken care of them when they were really small and like kids and then yeah that kind of that naturally creates an attachment with with kids and you would definitely want to see them grow up and just kind of be there I feel yeah yeah that's that's tough from your experience what advice uh, would you give to the people who will start working with autistic kids I would say um, to have fun to pick your battles um, to reinforce um, positive behavior with praise and encouragement um, to create routines so they know what to expect, to be prepared for the routines when they don't go according to plan, and to have a backup <laughs> system every day, I would say. Mm-hmm. And another good thing I would suggest is um, finding joy in the things that they find joy in, uh, just for your own sake. Um, mm-hmm. And then another thing would be what we call front-loading, which is um, just preparing kids for their day, knowing what's going to happen next, which could be for all people with autism, um, just preparing them so that they know what's ahead. So there's Mm -hmm. no surprises because that can go awry if they don't know in advance, but also being prepared if it doesn't go well. Great. Yeah, that's that's a great piece of advice. Thank you so much for being on the show and uh, it was lovely talking to you and uh, getting some insights into taking care of kids in general, I guess. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. It was really wonderful meeting you and it was a fun opportunity to chat about this. Thank you for tuning in.